to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan. With me is Logan, and we are back from our holiday break. How are you today, Logan? I'm good. I just, just as the show started, I accidentally called Ashley. She goes, what the heck are you doing? I was like, I'm calling you in. See what your opinion is on the <laughs> on the big Apple TV deal. You know, making sure our guests are lined up. Could you yeah. imagine if we had booking like a talent booking people? Like I always was jealous of people that like that yeah, is they have like specifically a, like their a role. producer that like yeah. will go out there and actually do all this stuff and edit it and mm-hmm. not be me the whole time. Yes, I, I do. Yeah, I do think yeah. about that. Can we find one of those people that just want to do it for fun? If you're out yeah, there and listening, we don't make like any money on podcast. No, we don't. And if you would like to not get paid for it, but you would like as a resume builder, then yes, give us uh, a, we are good references. <laughs> if you right. want to just sit in on these conversations and make sure everything goes swimmingly, let us know. Yeah, I was going to say, there's people that do that. Like, there's yeah. people that do that, but I'm sure they get paid for it. Um, I don't know. If you're if you're a college kid out there and you're bored and you like to talk soccer and you like to, I don't know, as we start to grow the platform, maybe get some guests in here. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you're interested. Uh, yeah, in Logan's our booking agent. I'm usually the editor and producer. <laughs> What's that? I said you're the booking agent because you usually get the guests, and I said I'm uh, the yeah. editor, I'm the booking. editor, yeah. uh, producer. All right, uh, so yeah, we're uh, Logan alluded to it. We're going to be grading the Apple TV MLS season pass coverage. Um, so we have a few categories on how we're going to break this down. Uh, we have pregame. I couldn't think of a snappy. Uh, name for this pregame which is the pregame coverage discuss discussions all that kind of stuff presentation which is all about camera quality audio quality graphics and replays then we have commentary which uh will focus on the television commentary but also uh we're going to mention the fact that you can listen to the home radio broadcast and then supplemental material these would be things like documentaries, archived games, MLS wrap-up, MLS 360, you know, uh, the coach interviews that they put on, all this stuff. We'll, we'll grade that. And then finally, we'll give our overall grade and then maybe kind of like a what we want in to see next year, right? Like, I'm sure this stuff will come up as we're talking about it, too, like... 
if we're in the documentary section and we're like, we need a hard knocks. Like, I'm sure that'll come up during the thing. But uh, at the end, we'll kind of also just blanket. All right. How do we get this to get better going into the second season of this 10 year deal? Uh, so we're not going to focus on any news or anything that's happening this this episode. The next episode you're going to hear after this one is about the U.S. Open Cup uh, news, where MLS was trying to get out of that. Uh, we were on our holiday break. We were busy. I, I debated doing an emergency pod of myself doing it, and I was like, let's just wait. Let's just wait until we get through this, and then we'll we'll talk about it. But... And I know we mentioned a Mount Rushmore of MLS. I think we're pushing that for another few weeks from now, just because I haven't even really had a chance to dive in on my rankings. I, I had a list before, but now I'm not sure if that's, you know, maybe I was jumping the gun on a certain person. So we'll see. We'll, we'll figure all that stuff out. But yeah, so we're going to dive into grading Apple TV MLS season pass coverage. Afterwards, if you, got, if you guys and gals want to just reach out to us, in the comments or in any of our socials and let us know what are your thoughts on Apple TV's coverage. You can do that as well. Um, we're very eager. I, I know like some places I've gone to have really disliked it, uh, especially just having the games on Apple. And then some people have really gotten on board with it. So really excited to see how people's thoughts have maybe even shifted throughout the course of the year. Um, because we are both big proponents for it. So we'll we'll see how we come out on this. Now, Logan, I didn't set any standards on this, but do we want to letter grade each category or do we want to number like out of 10 each category and then give a letter grade at the end? Like wh- which way do you want to rank these? I think we can go number. I think it's a good idea. Like let's go numbers and then we can give an overall grade. Which would um, then give us the letter, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that. And then we can even talk some like pros and cons with the overall grade, like things that we really liked again, like reiterating, but then some things that we might change with the overall quality of it. All right. So I guess let's start with, do we want to start with the actual pregame stuff or do we want to start with supplemental and kind of work our way to actual game coverage? Or do we want to save supplemental for the last bit? We can save supplemental for last. All right. So let's start with pregame. Uh, so this would be any sort of like, you know, the game kicks off at 7.30, 7 o'clock usually, 7.15, something like that. They usually kicked off the uh, the coverage for the game. What was your thoughts overall? I guess we can just share thoughts and then we'll, we'll grade it after we kind of talk about each category. On the pregame coverage and discussions by like the panels and, and all that stuff, what was your thoughts there? Yeah, so this was one of the things that I think we were all kind of concerned about, mostly because when you do something like this, it, it takes it to a level of uh, national coverage in a way that it's, you know, the, the games that they're talking about are national, like it's a more national broad um, scope. Yeah, there's no like home or broadcast type thing. Right, exactly. So when you have Bali Sports or you had, you know, Comcast or whoever was doing your games before, previously NBC, Fox, they seem to have more of a local touch. And if you're getting more of your local broadcast, you can get those different pieces. But now, um, and some of the teams were good at supplementing their own social media by providing a pregame, um, which we'll kind of get into, but I think they can add, I think they could add more localized content to Apple TV without it having to be underneath the Apple TV 
umbrella. I think there's going to be a way they can kind of figure that out where they can get the team's pregame show just because I feel like there is a there's a need for content in that area, team specific areas. So I think that's where pregame really did struggle for me. I, I think they mostly talked about it, and because the games were all in the same window, roughly, it was really difficult to kind of they jump between games. Um, and there's just not a lot of local level teams that are talked about. So like no instance, specific pre like right. pre-game of the game you're about to watch. It was kind of like a general yes. thing of all right, we're all like it's it's Sasha Kleshton, it's Bradley Wright Phillips, it's you know Andrew Weeby or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're talking through all of the games that are about to kick off. Yeah, exactly. And and this league's going to get bigger than the Premier League, um, in the fact that like there's going to be twice as many teams that there are. You know, I think currently we're at twenty. What are we at now? Like twenty. I think we're at twenty. I think we're at twenty. Twenty nine. Seven or twenty. No, we're at twenty nine, right? Okay, yeah. So we're like we're on an odd number, 27, 29, I can't remember. I think it's those two. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm all rusty, but um, yeah, I think uh, what is there? Fifteen? Yeah, twenty nine. Um, so twenty nine teams. You you touch on what is that? That's fourteen games each because one sits. So that's fourteen games that they're kind of covering in this pregame because they don't really have a pregame before some of these, and then on Sunday they might have it. So. I think they still have to get their footing on how they want to do this with the windows. And I think pregame suffers because of it. There's not really, again, it ends up being like NBC with the Premier League and Premier League only has 20 teams. So they've got a lot less to cover yet. It still seems to be a lot. They somehow staggered it to where they can kind of get that where you get at least two games in one window. And then the next game doesn't start until their halftime. They can kind of stagger them like that. But I think with so many teams in so many different locations with three different time, no four different time zones in the United States, it's difficult to do. Um, so I think pregame, I would say that this is probably, I mean, if I'm looking at it, Jordan, honestly, like I know some people had the commentary issues. If pre, I'm looking at pregame and thinking that it, it might have actually have been probably the lowest on my score um, as far as the other stuff, uh, just because I think it, it does, it, there is a lot of room for growth. I just don't know how they do it without, you know, with getting around the Apple TV idea and getting the localized broadcast back, but they don't really do localized broadcast anymore. So that's kind of where Apple's kind of shot themselves in the foot. So I wouldn't even say you need localized. I just think you need probably a little bit more time spent on each game or, or an option to be able to watch pregame of just like this game. I understand they're kind of yeah. going the NFL route, right? Like you turn on Fox and they're mm-hmm. like, "Here's the Ravens versus the Rams," but that's the cha- that's the thing you're getting. But we're also going to talk here for a bit about the Chiefs versus the Broncos, you know? And you're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, fine." They're like setting up all their slate of of games, um, and it's probably cheaper to be able to just do one thing like this. My biggest complaint about the pregame, Logan, is when there is no pregame <laughs> when you turn it on yeah. and it's just that MLS <laughs> uh, backing noise, the, music and then, yeah. like the thing going over and over and over and over again. What I would like to see instead here, if they're, if they don't want to add too much content, th- there has to be a way to make a playlist on this. And what I mean by is set it up where, you know, those three minute, previews that they use on apple tv 
where it says like yeah. preparing for Atlanta. Throw mm-hmm. that, throw in some pregame um media sessions and just play those things that's instead of idea. the music that's like that's a really good idea. Yeah, like yeah. just play the stuff you already have on your service, but be able to make it where yeah. like all right, and it's focused on those teams. I turn on Philly Cincy, I'm seeing preparing for Cincinnati, preparing for Philly, and I'm seeing Jim Curtin give out a press conference before the game. I'm seeing, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I practice sessions. Yes, yeah. I would rather those type of things that they already have anyway. And you can even just have somebody do a narration over top of it. Like, um, you know, hey, here's Jim Curtin before the game. Uh, or here's what Jim Curtin said after the last game as they come off a loss and look at hosting Cincinnati now. And you know what I'm saying? And then that's like really easy to do. Uh, those top player we'll things. do that for th- them. Those, those yeah. top player things that they have on um, this, like what they have uh, right now, they have something about like, Game Changers, Tiago Almada, mm-hmm. right? Or the history of the club. Like, play that kind of stuff before the game kicks off if you're not going to have any sort of preseason, like pregame stuff. Yeah, and if you need narrators, Jordan and I are, are more than willing to sit down uh, one of these <laughs> nights and just record some voice. Yeah, exactly. Here's Jim Curtin on his last, uh, the previous. Here's Kai Wagner working out in all Philadelphia Union gear. Yeah. Is he coming back to the union? Not, no, that, not stuff like that, but you know, stuff like that. Um, they, they could pitch some of their messy stuff, show like, you know, on the Miami game, they could show some of the messy things. They could even have Jordan, like if they did really good storytelling pregame where the NFL countdown does that, the um, Sunday NFL countdown does like, like interviews cool with stories. people. Yeah. 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 About, and it's sometimes random stuff. We like sat down with foundation the left tackle like, of the Broncos yeah. and who had right. this story to tell. You're like, wow, I didn't know he had right. such an adversity in his life. Um, right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Get more like storylines for the players out there. That's stuff you can film the week leading up to the game and then just yeah. put it on the pregame without having to worry about like paying Sasha Cleston to mm-hmm. sit there and be like, I think Philly's going to win. You know, yes. like you can mix up some of this some of this stuff. So I'll rate it. If we're rating it out of 10 here, I have the pregame at probably like a seven or six and a half, something like that. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six. Um, Content could be better. I think that's ultimately where we sit on Um, content could be better. And don't give me that. Like you said, like I don't need the MLB. And I don't know why MLB does that. NBA doesn't do that anymore. NBA shows like the 10 highlights of the week or whatever it might be. Yes. And they play them. Yeah. And then they move on to something else like player of the week was blah, blah, blah. And it's like a news and you can record that and you could have, you know, you could have Andrew Weeby and them pick out a clip where they're talking about the Rapids, pick out a clip where they're talking about Vancouver, like that stuff that you could have. It's easy to do. It's not much more. You don't have to pay anybody to do that. Really. You just kind of clip that down in the production team and then you put it in Um, and then even ask for socials, like ask the teams, their social media people like, Hey, if you got videos, send them in. We'll put them up and part of a pregame. But yeah, even if they could get like a, even if it was just the audio of pregame for Orlando City or whoever it might be, I know there's that option on, on different apps yeah, and stuff, yeah. but why not do that kind of stuff? Like they've got studio crews still. True. True. Um, okay. So I, I'll, I'll lower it to six and a half. I'll, I'll kind of match yours there. You have a six. Let's go presentation, which is camera quality, audio quality, graphics, and replays. 
I think this is the almost like the crown jewel of the Apple TV, and this is probably going to be my highest score because the camera quality is really great. When you look back at what we used to have on ESPN Plus, where everything looked grainy, uh, this is this is great. This looks fantastic. the The audio quality. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I, I usually hear people say sometimes like it's they can't hear the announcers as well. I, I don't know. I can usually hear them pretty okay. So I'm not sure if that's like a case by case thing or if it's a way people have settings set up or something. But I could hear them pretty well throughout the throughout the season. Um, but the strongest part is definitely the visuals. Uh, graphics could probably use, they're really basic, right? Like the, here's this player. That's fine. That's all you really need. Um, the thing that annoys me the most Logan on some of the NFL broadcasts with their graphics is like Fox and how they have like a 2d drawn version of every player for some reason, just show the picture of the player. Um, right. One day, even the moving player, (laughs) the one that moves on ESPN. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like with the Fox one, they just started doing this like maybe three years ago where they're like, we have every, like they'll show like, here's Lamar Jackson. It's like an animated version of Lamar Jackson. And I'm like, right. what? Just like show us picture. Um, yeah. One, I feel like it's probably like a lot of money that they're wasting on these art pieces. Because I remember when Daniel Jones went out, uh, of the giants they had like tommy cutlets uh as a mm-hmm. drawn version as he started like the first game for them i'm like you had this ready to go you had the backup quarterback's picture ready to go as a hand-drawn <laughs> thing yeah. it was weird um so th- these graphics are fine they could probably be a little prettier i think at times when you look at score bug stuff like that it's very basic it's very apple that's fine sleek whatever you want to say but um, when it comes to the replays, this is my biggest complaint, I think. I, I think sometimes we still don't have enough angles for these, and I also think sometimes it takes a little too long to get to a replay um, or just like weird choices on when to show a replay. This is my biggest mm-hmm. complaint with the presentation. So, of course, what I would want to see is um, better replay management. I think everything else presentation-wise is pretty great. But replays and when to cut to them and how long to show them, um, sometimes cutting to it while the ball's in action or not having the right angle right away. Um, that kind of stuff is, is and maybe getting just more angles, right? NFL, you have a damn cameras in the pylons nowadays uh, that sits at the yeah. first down marker. Um, let's get mm-hmm. some more angles for some of this stuff. Because that'll help. The, the big offsides uh, in what, Cincy, uh, Philly, playoff game, where people are like, oh, he was way off. If you look at the cut patterns on the on the grass, and this kind of happened yesterday when I was watching Liverpool-Newcastle, they he, the guy looked offside, but if you looked at the line patterns of the grass, he was onside, kept onside by somebody up in the top of the field and i was able to tell that just from not the angle of the camera the camera made it look like he was off but guess what they confirmed it they didn't overturn it you know (laughs) i'm saying so i was like yes obviously he was not offside um so i want more of that give me more camera angles give me more replays 
uh, and give me better timed replays. Yeah, there were times um, that I can remember, like they, they played replays and people scored goals. And I know it's hard in soccer to do that because, you know, there's they, they have as little dead time as far as play, you know, the, the pace of play and stuff like that. And there's just not a lot of like breaks and timeouts and things like that where you can show. But it does seem like they're delayed and scoring goals and then showing the replay for them. Um, a lot of times too, like in VAR, it seems like they're delayed. And like you said, Jordan, it just shows us one angle after one angle after one angle. And it's basically the same. It's not anything different. Um, but I, I think you, I think you hit it on the head, um, where you said camera quality. Um, I mean, I was watching an NFL game on my TV and I was just like, it's so grainy compared to what Apple can do. Like, it would be interesting to see what Apple could do with NFL. And I'm sitting there thinking, MLS, man, like it, it's so crisp and it looks so good on, um, I know it's not fun to play on turf, but turf looks really good because the ball kind of pops, the players kind of pop on that turf. Um, and so it looks a little bit better. But yeah, I, I think I think the camera quality is great. Uh, audio quality, I've also heard that. I, I've heard there's times too where people wish they could hear more on the field kind of stuff. Um maybe mic'd up people. Um, I guess you can kind of fit that in presentation and quality, maybe. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, graphics, I think, like you said, they're so basic. Um, and they're just, I think, the nameplates on the lineup cards. It's so weird. Like, it looks so... Uh, it's too minimalistic. I like minimalistic, but I don't like... Uh, I don't like just the bare bones minimalist, minimalistic. So even just having like, I love what Premier League does. Um, I think it's Premier League where they all walk up to their name. Like it looks yeah, like they're yeah. walking to their name and they stand. That's cool. Um, and that's simple editing. Like, I think that would be simple for anybody to do that. Um, but like you said, in-game graphics, it's just that box. It's just like the big black box with their colors on the top of it or the big white box with it. It looks like FIFA. Like it's so generic. Um, and I don't want anything crazy like Fox NFL does, but yeah, presentation though, a hundred percent, I think worth uh, the investment 1080p too. Like it's not 4k and, and Apple, I remember Jordan when it first came out that they weren't going to do 4k and people were pissed uh -huh. and they're like, Oh my gosh, like we have this ability to do this 4k resolution and you guys are wasting your, your money on doing this in 1080p. That's like the most generic and it looks so good. Like, I'd be afraid for them to do 4K because it might get a little too grainy. And I don't know. Like, I, I just love the resolution. I thought it looked great. I can remember watching the first game going, man, I, I love this. Even the sets and stuff like that. Um, it's just minimalistic presentation-wise. I think it all looks great. Yeah, so uh, what would you give it out of, out of 10? I'm going to give it an 8.5. Some room for growth, but I think this is... Easily one of the biggest sells, I think, for me, is the quality of presentation. And I don't think we had really any, like, technical difficulties with games. You know what I mean? There like, were, usually there there's a big uproar. Few. I remember there were some uh, where, like, the English version wasn't able to be played at times. Hmm. Or um, I remember... Two, two, one of those was the union. And I think another one of the union was like that, the, they couldn't get it up and like something couldn't get up and running or whatever. I don't know. Uh, barring that, I gave it a nine. Uh, I just think 
because I'm not so sure that much is on the presentation side of it. I guess it could be. Um, but I was thinking it's probably more of an Apple thing than like, let's not forget, um, Apple is the one that is hosting all of this, but MLS is the one that actually is making the content right now. That's kind of part of the stipulations of this stuff. So I think MLS did a good job of, you know, making sure that they had, uh, you know, like Apple supplied the cameras, I assume, I think. But when you look at the um, rest of the stuff, it's, you know, MLS making all that stuff. And I think they had a great, um, great thing going. Um, okay. Commentary. So this would be television commentary. It could be, uh, I also wrote the radio broadcast. I, I listened to a few of those on there i'm not going to grade them on it in the sense of well the sounders radio guy wasn't great like that's not their control um and i'm not saying that he was not great i I was just using an example uh but the uh that it's an option i think is a huge plus it is a huge plus in this field of, of commentary because let me tell you the the union fans were not happy this year with the commentary uh, they were happy when Danny Higginbottom was on because he used to commentate uh, Philly games, but they didn't like that he was paired with uh, Steve Cangelosi. Okay, and that's a great option. You can listen to the home the home radio. I like Steve Cangelosi, but here's the issue too, and I I kind of got where people were coming from. Him and Danny Higginbottom were doing every union game at a certain point. It felt like every single game I'd turn it on and it was Steve Cangelosi and Danny Higginbottom. Uh, so it was, it, we have all these commentators. Let's rotate them a little bit more. Uh, you know, I understand Jake Zevin and, um, and Taylor Twelman are doing the big game of the week. So if the union are not part of that, then, oh, well, we're not getting that crew. It's like trying to get the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman crew, but, uh, or the Jim Nance, Tony Romo crew, you know, where, uh, they still didn't give that to the Ravens and dolphins, even though that game was very important. Um, so that is like a, a thing I would like to see is maybe a little bit more rotation, not just between different commentators and the teams, but maybe even commentators and color commentators. Maybe we kind of get like, instead of them always being paired together, let's let's see how some of these people interact with different people. I mean, maybe that's not as realistic because they want these people to have chemistry, but I don't know. I feel like um, there's more opportunity here because I, I did start, you know, getting, like, why are we getting the same commentators all the time? And I know that sounds kind of backwards in the sense of people were complaining of not having consistent commentators to begin with. They're like, I want my local guys. And we got one of our local guys on there. But it's just, I don't know. I, I like I like hearing different commentators sometimes. Um, I'm also somebody that doesn't hate like commentators a lot of the times. Um, you know, how people will jump on some of the football commentators or a- any of these sports commentators. Because I usually am just listening to them more as like a background as I'm watching and focusing on what's going on. And sometimes I'll catch something they say and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But it's, 
still like I, I would like to get more variety on on that and maybe that's just a union thing i can't tell you if orlando had the same commentators every week i can't tell you if the red bulls had the same commentators every week but it felt like for a while we had the same crew every week yeah i mean it it's gonna have that feeling i think it like you said it's hard because they want to build chemistry and i get that like it it can be very clunky and it's guys like take for instance whenever they put the playoff crews together for MLB it's always real clunky at the beginning just because they're not used to the way wanting one another commentate now you can get some really good professionals like John Shambi who does the Cubs also does a fantastic job doing national games because that's what he's done for his whole life is being mixed in now I think you could do that I think you could have a mix of three guys or three gals or three, you know, two guys, two gals, like, two, you know, different things like that. Like I know, for instance, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's, is it Minnesota? I think as Lori Lindsay and Jen Hildreth, um, I believe those are the two that call uh, a lot of Minnesota games. Um, I can't I'm remember sure. if that's the team, but all I know is when I watch Minnesota, there's always, I think it's Lori Lindsay, I want to say, um, but it is, it's, uh, or no, it might be. Is it Kendra Day saying all? Uh, oh, yes. I, I believe you're right. Yeah. It's Kendra. Yeah. I think it's Kendra because um, I'm looking at the, the list and I think maybe Kevin Egan's on that call. Anyway, um, I, it is. It's like the Minnesota one I noticed was always the same person because it always had the girl on it. Um, and she's really good. And But I wish Orlando would get her. I can't. I don't know which one it was, but um, she's really good. But it, it, it is. It's like she. It's like Apple looked at it and said, okay, where do they live? And I know that's probably a lot to consider is like where they live um, in proximity to the teams that they cover. They don't want them traveling all over the place. Uh, but I don't know. I, it's going to get more costly the more people you add. Um, I would say that like it, it does kind of stink because you're, you're trying to find rapport. And I think there's some duos that didn't really hit it off as well. Um, so maybe they mix it up a little bit this year. But I don't know. I think it... Overall, I think it was fine. I just think it, like when people say, you know, that they complain about having the same announcers, I get it because they they introduced this, Jordan, like they were going to give you different announcers for different yes. games, and they didn't. They just kept placing the same ones on your games. Um, I think that was the biggest complaint. But again, you got to remember these people, <laughs> this is what they do for a living. Like imagine, and I guess NFL does this, but they all have to travel, and that's a lot of people traveling around. Um, the broadcast groups, like maybe they could do like first quarter of the season, you get these and then the next quarter you get those and, you know, something like that, that might work, but I just feel like weekly and then some of these midweek games now and leagues cup and um, whatever takes the place of us open cup. Like <laughs> I feel like it's going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of people traveling around, which I don't think Apple wants to pay for. Yeah. If you want Jake Ze- Zevin and <clears throat> Taylor Twelman, you better hope you're playing Miami. Because that's, all, that's the only way you're getting yes. them at this point. That's a good point. Um, and people don't like Twelman, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Taylor. I, I, think I know. He's fine, I like Twelman a there's lot. There's a lot of people that don't like Taylor. He, I was like, I don't he know. Used to start, he actually started out as a union commentator back in like 2010 after his. After I love Twelman. I think he's great. Uh, okay, so I give it a seven commentary. What what's your stand here? I'm gonna go seven as well. They've got a good cast, a good list. I think there's just some yeah, and I think chemistry they actually, things about to fix. Uh, they just moved on from Adrian, uh, Adrian Healy. Uh, he said he's not yeah. coming back, which is surprising. So I'm thinking they're actually going to cut some of these people down. I don't understand how you can do that with so many games. Or maybe they're just going to try to find cheaper people. I, I don't know. Because um, Healy is one of the best. I don't know why you would uh, move on from him. 
Were you bothered back in COVID when they were doing games remotely? Um, look, as a soccer fan, you're you're used to remote games <laughs> because yeah. uh, that's how I grew up, like watching uh, some of these games on Fox sp- Soccer Channel or whatever. Some of them would be just they're watching it on their TV. Uh, yeah, I rather them be there, and I rather them be there because they can see more uh, when you're having to call a game off the TV, they can only see so much of the action going on and it can lead to confusion. It can lead to so many things. So I'd rather them be there, That's true. but COVID I understood. Yeah. yeah. I just wondered, I, I know that some people actually like that where they could have all sorts of different people because they could broadcast. But like you said, you don't get atmosphere. You don't get a feel. You don't get to talk to coaches really beforehand, except on a zoom. You don't get that personal interaction they have the week before. So I don't, care for it but i just wanted to see if you're saying yeah uh okay supplemental material so this is documentaries archived games <laughs> like i said before the interviews uh game changers all that kind of stuff that they have uh they had the draft on this year on here so we can take all of that into account mls 360 mls wrap up post game let's just dive into this for a minute here um I think this is another really good aspect of it because before the season started, as soon as this thing dropped, uh, first thing I did was went and, you know, checked out all this stuff. Extra time's on there now, right? Uh, They have uh, all these old games that I was able to watch. I was watching like David Beckham's first game. They have like a lot of good old school stuff. They have old, almost every, I think, all-star game. Um so many classic games, I think almost every MLS cup or so, uh, they have a lot of good stuff, um, on here, which is, which is a big plus. And then, like we said before, they have like the history of the club videos. Those I think could be a little longer. Some of these things are a little too, too short. You know, when you have all these videos that are like three minutes, two minutes, I don't want to keep touching the remote every three to two minutes to change what I'm watching. So, either package that stuff together or put it in a playlist or do something where I'm not having to constantly kind of go through and be like, Oh, that was a nice three minutes. Let me watch something else now. But overall, I mean, the fact that they put the draft on there, I was wondering how that was going to be. Cause I was like, uh, usually we're watching it on YouTube. Oh, this year we're able to watch it on. This is what you have one hub of all of your stuff right now. And I really dig this messy meets America. I watched the first three of that. I think so far really enjoy it. Um, but this is also the biggest aspect of, uh, where they can improve. I'll say, um, while they're already at a really high number for me on this, the fact that they can add some more documentaries on here, get some more, like, like we said, hard knocks type content mm-hmm. or, what NBC sports used to do, which is called MLS 36, where they'd spend 36 hours with a player before game day and just kind of do fun stuff like that. That makes you connect to the players that gives you storylines on this stuff. Cause that's what we still worry about, right? Is where's the storyline yeah. here. Um, some of these players don't get highlighted enough. This is a good way to do that. Do like a, a hard knocks, uh, Columbus, right? Or do you go with like the supporter shield winner? Do you go with the wooden spoon winner? 
uh, who would you pick? Or do you, do you just ask a team and say, Hey, would you like us to do this? There's multiple ways that they can do this. And, and this is the biggest thing. And again, it doesn't have to be team specific. Then they can do something. Like I said, MLS 36, pick a player each week that you're going to follow some cameras around. That's pretty cheap filmmaking. You know what I'm saying? And then you have content that's driving people there. Maybe you put it on Apple TV plus without season pass as well, that maybe people check out and they say, Oh, like NFL, like Netflix's quarterbacks thing, you know, be like, Oh, I loved watching uh, Ladero. I got to watch Orlando in this now, you know what I'm saying? And, and that can draw people in, but so far it was a good start, but this is a spot where they can really improve. A hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I'll echo the fact that they need something like a hard knocks. that gets you invested in the players. And certainly like you said, I think this league right now, it is so young that we don't have storylines. Like I know it sounds crazy, but uh, this year is like the first time I think we could really establish there are storylines in this league now. And I think that highlighting some of these players, highlighting Portland and Seattle's rivalry, like doing a rivalry week where you're following Seattle and Portland players, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I know this is all costly. I know it comes down to the expense that people are going to have to do, but it doesn't feel like that's that much, right? It feels like production crew, camera crew, maybe somebody narrating, somebody talking about this, somebody you have on tabs anyway with Apple TV. Like, you know how many good people and actors they have with Apple TV Plus and how many actors are involved in this league alone that have invested? Like, Will Ferrell commentating on LAFC, yes. VR LAFC was always fun. Like, that was cool. Like, getting things like that. I mean, I, I think we've got enough characters in this league now where, I mean, Miami's going to be that team where I want to see what happens next year. I just want to, I want in the locker room. I want to hear what Suarez is saying to Messi that's saying to Alba that's, you know, like this right, is a, right. this is a massive team, you know, this year. And I think that would be interesting. I think having a cool storyline with, uh, with Pat Noonan coming from Philadelphia now with Cincinnati, Cincinnati's so ingrained with their culture and their fans. You could really do like a Wrexham in Cincinnati. I think like you could really do something where you're building out a really cool storyline with how ingrained that team is because Cincinnati is just bonkers nuts for their team. Even Austin. Like I think people, they love to hate Austin, right? And LAFC maybe NYC. Don't give them anything. Not Uh, until they have a stadium. (laughs) You know, right. Austin, I think Austin would be a lot of fun, right? You got a lot of divisive characters there. You've got uh, a fan base that is very passionate that drives some people nuts. Um, and I think it'd just be a lot of fun. Like, I think you could get some really good stories out of this. Also, and I think we're lacking that. Give us some historical stuff. I'm a history major. I love history. Yeah. Um, so one thing I always liked watching when I was growing up and, and watching stuff like, uh, you know, football turning on NFL network and being like, Oh, here's America's game. It's those videos that they make of the champion of each Super Bowl, Right. And it usually has highlights behind the scenes footage from like that they have from filming stuff. And then it usually also has two to three players and a coach picked out that kind of is sitting there giving, uh, a talking head to the to the camera. So they have these for like every Super Bowl. Uh, so even so, they had like people that were still alive for Super Bowl one doing this back in like the nineties or the early two thousands. And give us something like that for MLS Cup champions. You know, get some of the people that won the first one in ninety six together 
do a documentary about it. It takes like 45, 50 minutes of uh, footage, you know, is what you need. Have them tell the story of the season. Oh, and then this happened and we were thinking, man, this won't be our year. But then it was, you know, like just give us stuff like that. Um, and what that'll do is that'll try to cement cement this league historically, right? Like it will give people that were not there for that time the history that we were not familiar with uh, in 96, right? Because I was five years old, but, and yes, I've seen highlights of stuff. I've watched the first MLS cup, of course, on, uh, replays and stuff, but give us the story aspect of it. What was going on with it? Did they have a star player who had to overcome something in that year? Uh, did their star player go out injured and they find a grocery bag, man, like Kurt Warner, like give us the story that led them to the, to the MLS cup win and you do that and what that does is i i think it really legitimizes previous mls cups i feel like sometimes we're too focused on how is this league changing we're at mls 3.0 do we ever talk about nfl 4.0 5.0 no we don't right and actually nfl still really new when you look at it right the the merger was in 67 or something it's like the first super bowl it's not that long ago we're getting to the point now where we are almost 30 years from the creation of this league. Let's start, let's start highlighting some of these people before they have inevitably pass away. We can't right? like, let's get their thoughts, recollections, uh, good archive footage. If we have it, cut it in with moments of the season and give us those champions and give them their due. Uh, and it'll be awesome for new people that are watching along and be like, wow, I didn't know this happened. Or they are a DC United fan that was born in 2002 and are like, wow, I wasn't there for 96 and our run to get three MLS cups before 04. And, and, you know, that's easy content that can't cost that much. It just can't cost that much. I tune into Jordan, like MLB classics, like, just to watch Derek Jeter play. And I watched him play. Yeah. But I like watching that old school. Like not Derek Jeter, but on yeah. film. Yeah. No, I <laughs> no, I actually like Derek. Um, but no, you you put him, you put that stuff on film. Like put Beckham on film, put Zlatan, because eventually somewhere down the road, you're gonna hope you have that content on your streaming platform because people will be looking for it. It's just like having Michael Jordan on the NBA stuff. It's like, like why Michael dance, Jordan is yeah. on the NBA games. Yeah, like the the video oh, games. Yeah, like yeah. all these highlights are like you can play with Kobe. Like there's a there's a reason because people love that stuff. Put more content. Like you're the streaming service Apple TV Plus. Like you you actually have really good content. You know what Apple Plus is missing is I I think ultimately getting to like, there's a reason why I have a league two team saved on my fought mob. Right. I love watching Wrexham. Like I love Wrexham. Like I love that. I like watching the storylines. I don't even have any ties to that except for the fact that I just love how ingrained it is in their culture. Like you have that in a lot of teams here, go to Seattle, go to Portland, go to Cincinnati. Yes. Go to those like, teams. Go to these like teams. you said, Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, they've been around since the seventies. Go to the yeah. original 96 teams, yep. right? The galaxy. Yes. Galaxy. <laughs> right. Um, DC Columbus, right. you know, th these are teams that Rapids get... crew. Like you've got great teams. Yeah. Just go to them and create content. Like 
create a half a season here, a half a season there, you're going to get you're going to you're going to get the rewards from doing these things. I think monetary and growing this fan base. If you do not capitalize on the fact that you have some of the best players that have ever played the sport in our generation, you do not have a crew covering this Miami season, then you're absolutely missing out on what's going on down there. Yeah. All right, so I rated this, actually, it sounds like I was asking for a lot, but I rated this an 8, because um, I think most of it's great. MLS 360 is great. Yeah. Just remove the commercials, right? Like, there are yeah. things here that <laughs> yeah. are so... Yeah. MLS wrap-up is a great way to get your information after, you know, yep. you watch all the games, because you're like, well, I missed a lot of the yep. 730 games because my game was on. So... Right. And extra yeah. times one of the best podcasts continues to be one of the best podcasts for any sports fan. Right. So that... Regardless of the there, sport. It's it's such a strong base, but we're just asking for more that I think can really put this over the top. But I'm going to give this an eight. Give it a nine. I love it. Like I, I love everything so far, and I just the the ten would be just get me more storylines, get me more content. It is a streaming platform. There's a reason why we all pay for Hulu and Netflix and YouTube, and we like stories. We want to hear stories. Tell us more. Apple TV. Apple Plus, like you, you, you know, you've got to be able to tell us more stories. MLS Sleep Pass, like I feel like it's coming, but you need more. All right, so my overall grade apparently is a seven point six out of ten. If I add up my grades, that six point five and that seven kind of brought it down, but that is a seven point six out of ten, which is what a seventy six percent. That's a C plus. Uh, which sounds harsher than it is, I will say. Uh, but So I will actually bump this up to a B- minus. just from overall, I was very happy with it. I thought the price was good. We didn't really talk about that. Um, uh, so I, I have plus a 7.6 out of 10 for the ones we numbered, but I'm going to bump it up a bit to a B-, minus. give it, hey, the price was good. I enjoyed watching it every week. I didn't have any big problems. So I can't be displeased. I'm going to go ahead and bump it up to a B minus for mine. Do you need me to do the math on yours or you got it? I got a 76 or 7.6 as well. Wow. That's funny. (laughs) But again, I I think price, um, no blackouts. We didn't talk about that. Yes. Um, Love that because damned if I don't get blacked out of stupid other games. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the Pacers play from Indianapolis, and I can't watch them because they're playing the Magic. It's the stupidest thing. There's nowhere to watch it. Who the hell's watching it? Where's, where are you watching this Magic game in the freaking nowhere? It's not on local TV. What the hell? Um, so no blackouts price. Um, Jordan, another con, though, is that I feel like it still is – It's not. it's not growing MLS in the way that it could be. And by that, I mean, I get the free games. I understand that. This is where I think they lack the storylines and the documentaries. Like, if people are going to pay for Apple TV Plus, but don't want to do MLS package, they're not getting any of the Apple. They're, they're not getting MLS. Like, they're not getting the pregame. They're not getting, like, you need some of that kind of stuff. Content you can shift over to your streaming platform where people are that are interested can they go, got, hmm, that's interesting. They got a little Maybe better with that throughout the season because I think there was a few yeah. weeks where even MLS 360 was free for people. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a good move, I think, too. Yeah. So what's your but you what got, you letter grade then? Uh, B minus. Oh, wow. We came out to the same exact, yeah. same exact thing yeah. here. 
I was I was in between a B and a B minus like that because I a B minus is like there's room for growth. Yeah, right. Yeah, there, there's a lot of room for growth, but we loved a lot of what you're and doing. And C plus felt yeah. harsh to me. I was like, I have to bump this up just yes. a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, because we both said we love it. Like right, we both right. said we've really enjoyed it most of the season. It's just there's been things that they could do better, and, and the fact that it's year one, Jordan. So let me ask you this: the fact that it's year one, like looking forward to next year. What do you think you you could possibly give it going forward if they add some of these other things? What, where do you see it kind of landing maybe in twenty twenty four? Realistically, I think I think it might only go up to a, a solid B because I I do worry yeah. that they're not going to do some of this stuff. So I am hesitant uh, to say that it can it can be look if they do what we were just saying, which I know sounds like we know better and all this kind of stuff, but we do. But it's. <laughs> we're the consumer though yeah. like everybody else is probably going yeah, yeah. hell yeah we need to give, some. give me like, what i want yeah this could become an a plus like in the 10 years this could become huge for like just not just for growing the sport but i mean like for me watching it where i'm like because there were some weeks where i did not interact with anything outside the games because i felt like i mm-hmm. saw a lot of this already um, and with how the regular season goes, where there sometimes are very weeks near the end of the season or in the middle of the summer, where not much is changing, uh, th- sometimes, you know, you watch MLS wrap up and you're like, these are the same storylines they're talking about because nothing's changed. That's part of the league's problem, though. Um and but if they had that other supplemental con- content on there, then you have other storylines, right? Or if you dive into different, like we said, you interview the goalkeeper from uh, Vancouver who's working their way up through the youth ranks or whatever, and you find out he had had to overcome something to make it to this point in his career, and he has this sit down interview for ten minutes that has like pictures of him in childhood, you know, and like you see him in his goalkeeper kit and you're like, wow, he's actually going to become that. That's the kind of storylines that you can do. So that way, when you watch it, you're like, Oh, I'm rooting for this Vancouver goalkeeper because I I saw this thing on him and he was, he, you know, he's so great. He's so humble. He's so nice type of thing that creates storylines enough for you to be like, now I'm interested in this game. I wasn't interested in before. And that's ultimately what they need to do is get people to watch games that they are not interested in. We watch them because we do this and we love it. But for a lot of people that were just Philadelphia fans, they watch just the Philadelphia games. Maybe they watch a big game, the big national game of like, oh, it's Portland, Seattle. Sure, I'll I'll watch that. Or Miami versus whoever this week. Uh, I'll watch that to see them, uh, you know, talk about Messi or see if they can get themselves out of last place. But those are all like results based a lot of times. Give us some more personal stories where then we can connect with somebody. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're doing a lot better on this. But wow, this went way longer than we were originally supposed to go. So I think this will be our, (laughs) I think this will be our episode for, for the week. Uh, We'll definitely discuss the U S open cup stuff uh, at a later date, but this was, uh, really great uh to talk and grade these apple plus report card that we're doing here because 
felt like it was important with it being the first one that the first season of this it felt like all right and maybe we'll revisit this next year but if not much changes i don't think we're going to sit next year and be like all right we're like we're not going to do an hour on it maybe we'll be like hey do you bump this up a letter grade or you demote this letter grade and we just kind of spend a segment on it but i think this deserved almost an hour because of uh how important it is to the league's growth yeah it's it's been a huge success garber talked about how good it's been for the league um I think the the clubs are pretty happy with it. We didn't really see any regression. We got some of the best players in the world coming to MLS, which is absolutely wild. Um, we're at a spot now, man. We're we're at a crucial spot. Uh, World Cup qualification starts up this year with other uh, countries. So, I mean, it, it's right around the corner. We've got MLS growing. We got U.S. Uh, men's national team really starting to take off. Um, man, it, it, it's an exciting year. Uh, 2024. I'm looking forward to seeing what MLS does to grow. Apple TV does. Um, Apple TV Plus does to grow. MLE, MLS, MLS, League Pass, yeah. um, ML League, um, just all of them, <laughs> just all the major leagues. But yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I really did like this product. That um, would be a deal. I'm ready to renew my ML League. What's that? Where it's just every ML major league, league no blackouts. Every that would be great. Major. Give me that for seventy eight dollars. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd pay for it. Yes, I, I think this is a really great starting point for it. Uh, it is important to the league. The league is happy with it. Apples have said they're happy with it. Do not listen to World Soccer Talk where they're talking about the decline in ratings. They're talking about television ratings, which most people are not watching because they all moved to the streaming um, mm-hmm. because that's what our generation is doing. We're not watching a lot of right. nobody owns yeah cable networks right right so <laughs> nobody owns cable <laughs> so when they are sitting there saying like ooh uh, they actually lost fans that's one of the things World Soccer Talk said this the MLS lost fans this year BS they gained so many look at Inter Miami's Instagram yeah. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it, yes they won't publish the numbers but guess what that has nothing to do right. with this they wouldn't publish it at all. Um, no streaming platform. No does, streaming so. platform is doing that right now. Uh, because uh, Netflix started releasing hours watched recently because of yeah. the strikes where they had to put out like a year end thing for it and stuff. But they're not. Again, they're not going to be like we gained this much subscribers from it. And if they ever do, they'll say something like we gained thirty eight percent subscribe. They're not going to give you full numbers. They're going to give you percentages, mm-hmm. hours watched stuff like that. They're not going to tell you straight up how many subscribers they have. I just don't think they will. Um, okay. Well, thank you all for watching or listening. Give us your thoughts. What would you grade Apple TV's MLS season pass? Let us know your thoughts there. Have a great rest of your week and we will catch you next time.